Hello everyone and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing the sometimes daunting topic of money. More specifically, learning to save and how to get your savings matched. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. My aim with these podcasts is to get useful targeted information to single mums wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I hunt down experts in the subjects that matter to single mums and I ask the questions that I think you want to know the answers to. The information being shared in my free podcast can save you time, money and a whole lot of worry. Why pay for services or waste time looking for information when you can get it right here? And if you have questions that are specific to your situation, my guests are always happy to go a step further, so don't be afraid to contact them directly if you like what you're hearing. And talking of guests, it's my great pleasure to introduce today's podcast guest, Kate Lyons-Crew. Kate is the Saver Plus Programme Manager for the Benevolent Society and has worked in financial inclusion for more than 10 years and community services for over 20 years. She's a a Sydney-based mum to two children aged eight and six. Now, the Saver Plus is a government-funded, free, matched saving and financial education programme. It was developed by the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence and ANZ and is delivered across Australia through the Benevolent Society, Berry Street and the Smith family and other local community organisations. Kate loves working for Save a Plus for many reasons, including the chance for change that it offers and how it often validates what strengths people have. Welcome, Kate. Hello. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Look, I discovered the Saver Plus program the way I discover many things nowadays, which is through my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine. Um, It's amazing what a wonderful resource that group has become. We've got over 3,000 single mums on board, which means that there's a wealth of wonderfully helpful information between us. And I have to admit that when I heard about the Saver Plus from a member of the group and went to check it out, my first thought was what's the catch which is terrible really to think that we live in a society where we believe that you never get something for nothing but after digging a little deeper I discovered that really there wasn't one it's simply a great little program and my second thought was how do I get the word out to my single mums Kate, it must be so rewarding working for a programme that's purely about giving and supporting people. And as I said in the introduction, it's about changing people's lives for the better. Yeah, look, the programme is a, a positive one. And, and I think that's why I've um, been interested in staying with it for so long. Um, we do get a lot of that from when we're meeting with, with people, um, their sense of, oh, you know, is there a catch? But there really isn't. It's really just quite a positive experience for people that come on board. Um, there's always things to learn and there's always learnings that you can also give. And I think that's been, that's sort of core to the experience of Saver Plus. Yeah, I would love to have your job because you must 
wake up in the morning and think, who am I going to help today? And you go to bed at night thinking about the people that you have helped, extremely rewarding. Yeah, look, I think that with um, anything, what I do also like is that it's more about just posing this, giving the space and the conversation because each person has got their individual life and things happening and that they know their life best. And I think it's just about that it gives that space for reflection so that each person can identify, well, what would I like to change and what what do I actually have control over? And I think that's what's really great about, about the program and the job. Yeah, you're sort of dipping into people's lives a little bit, aren't you? Understanding yeah. them and doing the things that will help. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, look, I've got um, quite a few questions for you. And um, we were just talking pre-podcast and I was saying, I really want to make sure I get all of these questions in because all of them are really important. And I know that my single mums listening will want to hear the answers to them. So we'll, we'll get going. So my first question to you is that we all seem to need more money, but there's a difference between wanting money and financial security. Can you give me your definition of financial security and explain why it's so important? Yeah, I can. Um, and I think I'd like to start answering this by saying that let's take financial security away from being something that can seem really unreachable. And, and, and let's grant it because it's what we do in Saver Plus. We're really trying to look at how does this apply right now in your life? So... Just to break it down a little bit, I guess the main word there is the feeling around security. Um, and when you feel secure, you know, it's good. It's a good feeling. And when you feel secure, it means that you don't have worry about that one particular thing. Um, so when you're not worried about stuff, other things in life can happen. You can do more things. You can think about other things. So when I think about, you know, defining financial security, I really just want to say it's probably just feeling and knowing like you have enough for now, but also enough to plan for your future. And also it's going to change all the time because life just keeps throwing us change. That's the constant. I, the other thing here is, you know, the word finances, it, it, I think just it can conjure up in a lot of us the images of wealth and money and, you know, um, people that have a lot of it and people that have probably more than enough. And so I'm often working with meeting with people that feel like they perhaps don't have enough to cover the basics right now and, and might not say that they have finances, just might not connect with that at all. And so a statement like financial security can feel very, very distant and almost feel like something that other people have, you know, um, or something that you'd have if you had more money, just a, a bit of a, a concept that you can't connect to your life right now. But I guess if we think about feeling secure and financially secure, it's more about knowing right now what resources do you have and how can those resources support you and your family, your needs right now and some of the other needs that you can see coming up but some of the things that you know might just happen in life with life changes as well. Um, so you can deal with problems that crop up or you can deal with opportunities as well. Mm, so what you're saying um, is really interesting. 
financial security is not really just about money, is it? It's about knowledge and understanding and knowing where to go for support if you need it. That's actually all part of financial security. It's not just the physical money that comes to mind when we think of it. Yeah, if you just drop that word, if you drop that word finances, because it really just, I think for a lot of us, we've just got, oh, that means money Mm. or investments that we don't have and things like that. But if you just think about the word resources, then that's already something we know that we're using and and gaining each day. And I think that that is going to connect you to then being maybe able to take the step to sit down and kind of look at, oh, what's my situation right now? Yes. And the fact that people often don't think they even have finances is a really interesting point that you've made. We all have finances, whether they're whether they're in a good state or not is a different thing. But I, I can well imagine people who don't have a lot saying saying to you, look, I don't have finances. So really, that's a very basic teaching, isn't it? To say, yes, you do. You have got finances. And once you realize that you have them, you can start working out what you're going to do to improve on them. Yeah. And, and it's not always in that one form that you think it is, because things that you invest your your I guess finances in in a way are all the resources you use every day and they might be things that you get to use before you pay for them and that's things like electricity gas uh you know that could be for heating as well uh water so these are often things that we use and then we pay for at the end of the quarter once you know the services that they work out how much have we used so it's just about loosening up the thinking a little bit and it's also i guess about thinking well, what what resources are local you know just a simple thing like a free council cleanup that you actually do have access to that you might not think think about so just to loosen the thinking around finances and think more in terms of 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 money resources Mm. uh, things you can see and things you can't see Mm. easily yeah and to think what have I got rather than what haven't I got I guess is a good way of putting it as well yeah 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 yeah, that's just great and I love that definition and it just really changes the way that we think about financial security it makes it less scary I think it does yeah so In terms of my single mums who are listening, um, and they perhaps don't feel that they have financial security, and they feel that it's almost an impossible goal, what would be your first words of encouragement and inspiration? Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, the first thing to say up front is that um, you are some of the most organized people I know. (laughs) We are, we are. Because because you have to be, it's, it's necessity for you. Um, And that you work incredibly hard already, often meeting the needs of others before you meet your own needs. And that, you know, when you do get to, you know, do some of your own needs. It might just be quite late at night where you get, you know, half an hour to sit down before you fall asleep. But so I think that that you can feel like a lot of what you do, all that hard work can be quite invisible. But uh, I think it's recognised that there's a lot of work that you're doing just keeping the household running. So I just want to put that out there firstly. Well, you know? thank you. Yeah, we. Yeah. it's always nice to be recognised. I mean, all mums have it very hard, but I do think with single mums, it is difficult with that, just all the different elements of their life um, yeah. to then, you, to then you stop and think about other ball. things. That's it. Yeah. You, you, you know, it, yeah. And, and so what I want to say with that is that 
you you do deserve a future where you have choices and hopefully by just looking at some of these things or or thinking about it differently maybe more choices than you can see that you have right now and i know from looking at the experience and seeing how people have gone through with the experience for example of saver plus even if you can just find five or ten dollars even just a week to start saving then you already have some flexibility and you you know it's a little thing you know the saying from little things big things grow but it starts to give you an opportunity for more choice or more options um, that you might not have had yesterday um, and I guess the thing with that is that before you can even and and I think this is probably the case for a lot of people you know you feel as though you've got your head down and you're just sort of getting through each week and like, you know, almost at the end of each week or fortnight, you can tick off a little, you know, winning, I survived another week or fortnight. But it's just being able to, before you can even tip your chin up and really look ahead, you need to really, at the moment, just have a look at, well, what do I have? You need to know where you are. And a place that you can start is to take stock of what you do have. And it's about looking at, you know, it because what you've got coming into your house and how it leaves your household as well. It's about looking at what what bits can you control. Um, and part of that is that you also will then need a plan. But, you know, start just just little, just, <laughs> just simple. A Keep plan? That sounds so scary. <laughs> but you know what? Even just a plan so that you've got the time to sit down and try and have that initial look at taking stock. Um with planning, you know, and, and I think that a lot of your mums will be on top of this, it needs to be specific, so something that it's directly about. You need to be able to measure it in some way so that you know when you're actually being able to achieve it. Again, it needs to be achievable, not a pie in the sky, not something to be realistic for you, realistic for the flow and the rhythm of your household, for how you know when you're going to be tired or really able to fit things in and it needs some level of timing to it as well so that you know you can keep track yourself of how you're going with it because you don't want to set up to fail and I guess at this stage a couple of things to say because there'll be some people probably listening to this that have got other stuff happening in their life so the first thing to acknowledge is that for for a number of the people that might be listening to the podcast um, there'll be some aspects of life that you don't have direct control over right now. And, you know, an example is that you could be in a complex situation where a partner or a previous partner might might have created debt in your name or might be doing that right now, or you might be paying court costs. So I want to acknowledge that that, that exists and that we don't have direct control over every single aspect, but let's just... Uh, Acknowledge that and say that let's look at the things we can control in some way. The other thing I want to acknowledge uh, for uh, a lot of people is that you might be currently feeling extremely overwhelmed by a debt situation. You also might have some pretty big health issues that are impacting on your ability to, to sit and wade through, you know, all of this stuff. And if that's if that is something that you're experiencing, then I would say the first step is to call the National Debt Helpline. And it's actually, um, it's a free government funded service 
So it's not, you know, anyone trying to push any any products or sign you up for anything. It's really just uh, a group of people who are financial counsellors. It's a free service, government funded, and they can just give you some really practical help and help with what step do I take next. And if I can read out the number for that, mm, yeah. uh, it's one 800 So I just think that we can talk about things that you can have control over, but at different points in your life, there may be times where you feel like you don't have control or that it's hard to take the next step for, for a number of reasons. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's so helpful. And thank you for that with the National Debt Helpline because I think that's a, that can be a big worry for many single mums. So just to get some support there is really helpful for them. But also just the whole way you're talking about it doesn't have to be anything big, does it? It can be quite a small mm. step and whatever you can do, um, it might seem, I mean, I just relate, I always, when I talk to people, I always relate things back to my own life and I don't mean to bore people, but just um, when you say about putting aside a little bit of money here and there about, well, actually pretty soon after my breakup, I set up in my um, online banking some bank accounts for different elements of my life. So home maintenance, birthdays holidays um you know christmas and things like that and i started paying tiny amounts into them and to be honest i think some of them i was paying five bucks a week a week into and it just seemed a pretty pointed thing to do but i'd been advised to do it and i cannot tell you how helpful that has been for me and it seemed like the, the steps were so small they were almost insignificant at the time but in fact it was it was a huge step and it was making it it now makes a big difference to my life because come Christmas, I've already got some money saved up. Come, maybe we're going away for a break. I've got a little bit of money that we can go out and have dinner every night. Or if I have to get something for my home, I've got some money there. So it may seem small, but it isn't really, is it? No, it's not. Uh, it's it's really quite significant because it's a, it's a little step forward to having a little bit more room to move in the future. If you know what I mean, it's like you're you're investing in you in the future. So you're still going to be you. You're still going to have the same, maybe some different needs and wants, but essentially you'll still be yourself. But it just means that you're kind of paying yourself ahead in a way and you're paying yourself first so that you can afford these things and these options and these choices. And I guess you're, you know, taking it back to that first thing we talked about, you're eliminating worry. Mm, you really are yes you've got you are eliminating worry and that is so important when it comes to finances mm, mm. look I actually have a whole module dedicated to finance in my single mummy course but since I'm not an expert I don't go into the nitty-gritty but I base it on the belief that if you have knowledge and understanding about your finances you're already in a safer place which is really what we've been talking about and I call my module financial sanctuary um, exactly as you said earlier, from it's a place from where you can work on improvement and long-term goals. Would you agree that the problem for many is that they don't have their head around their finances? And what kind of negative impact can this have? Yeah, look, I completely agree with um, the way that, that you've approached it too. Um, and I guess that if we bring it back to resources again, it's it's more reachable of an idea than for everyone than the word finances. And so we see people um, who completely have their head around their resource situation 
And we, I also meet people who feel really blocked in this area. And sometimes it might be this is the first time they've taken a step and thought, you know what, I'm going to maybe see if I can get a little bit on top of this right now. So some of the things that I do here is that people feel like it's something that they can't do, probably can't achieve, that um, it's mathematical and I was never mathematical, so it's not me, it's not my thing. Um, something that people just file in their head is I'll never get on top of it. So, you know, I, I probably, you know, I'm not going not gonna to be able to, so I won't go there. And in those cases, it's an, it's the idea of, of that financial security or, or looking at your resources being really put up on a pedestal. And it's sort of people might sit with the belief that it's something that they can't master, it's something other people do, it would be nice, but I can't do it. It just blocks any change that, you know, you actually might be able to make. And I guess that the the, the thing to say is that uh, we're not financial experts either because this is more about behaviour and, and what you do and understanding what you identify as a need or a want and then how you how you address that every time you're working your way through life. Um, ultimately, you don't need to understand complex financial information. What you really need to understand is, is, is what I said, your own behaviour, and it's things like your spending habits and it's things like your attitude to money. You know, what, what little conversations happen in your head around the way you divide up your resources, look at shopping, uh, deal with kids demanding things um, and and what resources you have at hand. And it's, you know, it's never about creating complicated, you know, investment plans and things like that. It's just every day. Um, like, for example, somebody might say, oh, I never budget. I just, it's over, like, how would I do that? But if you're looking at what meals you need to cook for a whole week and you simply go through the, the actions of looking in your cupboard, seeing what you've already got, figuring out how much money you've got, and then buying so that you can meet that need across the week. Well, you know, that's a budget. That is budgeting and that is um, getting organised in this area and most people are doing that all the time already. So it's about the, just having a little different frame of mind that you can do it and it just starts by looking at building aware, up the awareness of what you have and, and your patterns and your habits and things like that. Mm, yeah, and I, I think of I've, I've just started doing online shopping with Coles and, you know, that's... I don't consider that mathematical or clever or anything like that. Any of the things we, we sort of tend to relate to finances. It simply means that I sit down at my computer to do my shopping rather than going out. But there's a certain amount of security in doing that because I can see what I'm spending. If my shopping cart is too high for the week, I can go back and I can take things out or I can swap products. So it doesn't have to be anything particularly clever, does it? It can be something as simple as doing online shopping instead of going to the supermarket. Yeah, and I guess, you know, things that have come up um, when we've had, you know, those the conversations that we have in Saver Plus, just some things that, that mums have fed back to us. Um, yep, sometimes people have found that um, when they do go shopping, they can't not take the children with them and that that's a really difficult mm. thing to do because then obviously you've got all these assertions of things the household desperately needs that you can't, you know, that they're, they're not looking at the budget. So for some people it has been doing shopping like that late at night. Um, it could be that they don't have a car and so 
the delivery costs are, are cheaper. It could be for other people, they like to be able to see and always compare. Um, different people might have different things that they value, like, you know, that there might be health issues in the family. You might have to buy certain types of food. Like, there's so many different things to think of in this way. Other people have just thought about um, isolating. What are the things that they that they buy outside of that main shop? Because, you know, when you buy something all together, you, you are generally trying to add up how you're going there. But you might be a little bit blind to the little everyday spends. And we've, we've had mums that have said, you know, and again, this comes down to it's no judgment on it's just different people's choices. And we had a mum that reflected that um, every week she'd stop the car and get the kids some Slurpees. Um, and that, that, you know, that was the treat that gave a little bit of hope. It was really nice. But she sort of stopped and look at how, looked at how many she was buying. And then she thought to herself, wow over a year this is how much I'm spending on Slurpees wow I'd really like to do something else with that amount of money so it's really just looking at your patterns mm. what, what's going to work for you what's realistic uh what and you know at this point in time and that might change in six months time and I think it's also about remembering to be very flexible and to change as change is needed mm, yeah and I I really do think that many single mums feel that financial security is not for them um, and yes as you mentioned it sits up on that pedestal um, and I get this because surviving on one income is extreme, extremely hard um, but we almost feel we're exempt from financial security and we'll always struggle unless we win the lottery or something like that but you know by what we're talking about now is um, the fact that not only are we capable of getting our heads around our finances but we we can do it right now. We can start today, can't we, with these little things such as the Slurpees or the online shopping or whatever is most suited to us. Yeah, it's about, and I think I'll, I will talk about it uh, again also maybe a little bit later, but it's kind of about finding the, 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 the room that you've got to wriggle, mm. you know. Um, where is the room you've, you do have with the resources you've got to have a bit of movement, um, yeah. to have a little bit more choice over uh, and sometimes it's just uncovering those things. Yeah. And they're really little things. Oh, they are. And that's that's the point here, isn't it? The little things are the important things. So get working on them now because it will make a big difference. Yeah. Um, now, one of the offerings of the Brilliant Saver Plus is the financial education program, which is so important. And I love this idea. Can you just tell us a bit about this program, such as what it includes and the expected outcome? Yeah, so Saver Plus itself, it, it's set up to support education or learning, learning over, over, over life, you know. Um, the education program that's part of Saver Plus is, the, is really something we get a lot of feedback on when people get to the end of Saver Plus people often reflect and say, oh, I really, really valued that that bit there mm. because I learned a lot of, I picked up a lot of tips. I was able to share some of the things that I do really well. Um, and it was really, really validating. And the program itself, we call it Money Minded. Um, it's developed by ANZ in conjunction with a number of other representatives from the community like Financial Counselling Association, New South Wales Government and lots of other community organisations that had input. So it's a really neutral amount of um i guess some information um and depending on where you live in terms of saver plus you'd either do this in face-to-face -face workshops or online 
And most areas are covered by the face-to-face um, offering a Saver Plus, so or the experience of the workshop. So I'll talk. I'll talk to that. Uh, I'll just add in a little bit of detail about the online at the end. Um, so in terms of the the four workshops, and just to say, they really are workshops because there's not going to be anyone standing there and lecturing at you. It's actually just about having conversations together, and. Um, we really want people to talk about their experiences and also hear and learn from others, but also just know that you share a common experience. I think that can be something pretty powerful because depending on, you know, the culture that we come from, family, this might be something that you talk about or that actually doesn't get talked about at all. So the, the workshops have got activities that just really help you look at what you have, the way you use it how you think about money and resources and and how to look ahead. We're not saying anything as in, hey, we sit here as experts, but we're more just saying that um, you know your own life and we'll guide some conversations um, that, that can help to unpick and reveal things that you might not be seeing at the moment. So the four, the four workshops kind of like, I guess, foundations that keep building on each other. The first workshop is called Planning and Budgeting. Really what we're looking at in that first foundation there is by starting by looking at the way that we all think because the way that we think then determines the way that we behave, the way that we follow through on something. And so it's looking at your attitude to, I guess we'll just say attitude to money and resource use. And these can just be things that we've learned from watching our family members growing up or it might be something that we didn't learn and that we had to learn some lessons in as we grew up, got our first job, had some big life events, um, or things that we may have had under control at one point, then we feel like life changed and things shifted. And so just by thinking about, well, how do I think about this whole area at the moment is a good base in which we start from. And then we also look at starting from um, then how do we use our resources at the moment? And a really a really big way, a really powerful thing that we often have people do for about a week is um, in doing a spending diary. We're also getting people to actually have a look at what is your bank balance at the moment? Uh, what's your exact pay? Is, is there any other money or resources coming in from any other way? Also, what are, what are your debts? So it's all about the where are you right now? But also, do you know your superannuation balance? have you got any lawsuit, you know, just things like this. So it's about what's my base, where am I starting from? Part of that base is also knowing what is something that I can predict. So things that you can predict are the registration for your car or your motorbike comes every year. So we've got a year, a year's warning that that's coming. So we need to shop every week for groceries. We need to pay rent or a mortgage. So there's a lot of things that that are predictable um, that come up. And I, I think, you know, I, I just know just from generally from life, there's a lot of people that I, that I know that when the registration for the car does come up, it's like a disaster, you know. Um, it's a big hit of money in, in all in one go. So it's just trying to look at what you have and what your commitments are currently and where things are going and just taking stock. The next workshop You've done, you've sort of done that, you've got your base. So the next workshop, it's called Saving and Spending, but really it's looking at options for change. So it's about now that you've uncovered some of that info in the first workshop, 
it's about starting to now assemble and, and look at a bit of a personal budget for your household. And as I mentioned before, that you know the whole goal of that is to really look at what room do I have for movement here? So, so where's my space to wiggle around? And that little bit of wiggle room is where you can make some choices and you might be able to influence where that goes in the future. Um, the next workshop is then going to look at, well, what's out there that helps me to, to manage what I've got? And so we do take a bit of a look at some of the types of products that can help us keep our money and resources safe or help us plan for the future. So we're talking about things in terms of lots of different ways that you might do that. And that could be, you know, types of products that come up through a building society, credit union, bank. You might put things under the mattress. You might have family that help. So it's not just focusing in on one particular area of ways that you might keep your, your money and your resources safe or gain money and resources. In this workshop, we also want you to be really savvy. And so we'll go through things like reading the fine print, things to look out for, you know, understanding what paying the minimum on a credit card actually means um, and, you know, or paying more than that, what that means for your future. And I think one of the things to think of here as a take-home take message is that any product or firstly, start thinking of them as products. So anything you're using to keep your money and your resources safe or to build something for the future that might be, you know, a loan or something like that. That's a that's something that you're buying. So you're buying that mm. and that's helping you. But you want to make sure that it is helping you. And then the last workshop or the last session is about being able to lift that head and look ahead. And it's about having some space to actually see what are some of the services that are local or maybe you know, national services that can help or support me at different points in life with change or that are offering me opportunities now. Um, but also we'll talk a little bit about superannuation and other things that you might do in planning for the future. So there's, there's a lot of rich content and there's a whole pile of rich conversations that we have within that. Mm, well, first of all, when can I start? <laughs> 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 Book me in. I need to do this program. It just sounds yeah. absolutely fantastic. It really does. I can't imagine that there are many people out there who wouldn't benefit from something like this. Look, it's really interesting stuff. And I know that, um, you know, when you do um, come on board with, with Save a Plus or you, things like workshops can seem like a bit of a mystery. Like, oh, what's going to happen there or what will we talk about or will people be like me, you know? And and it just really is once, we, once people are, are in and having these conversations and, again, conversations that, that you possibly won't have with anybody else, um, it really is quite interesting. And it's interesting because it's linked to people and people's lives and and where people have been and the lessons they've learned and and all of that stuff makes it makes it interesting and engaging and there's always something that people pick up from coming to the workshops I can imagine there would be I mean that that lesson that you'll there'll be so many different lessons that you'd be teaching in there that 
and I always think when I listen to a podcast or I read a book or I watch a webinar or anything like that, if I can take away one or two things, then it's been worthwhile. And I can imagine there'd be quite a few. And I, I just want to very quickly say as well, because when you look at this program, the Saver Plus, the first thing that you think of oh, is there's this match saving element to it. And that's yeah. what I think automatically draws us to the program because it just we think money, don't we? Um, but in fact, I think that this part of the program, this learning part is by far the most valuable part of it because the things that you learn you will possibly take with you for the rest of your life and practice um, in you know every day yeah and look I've got to say it, it that is what people tell us that you know they say oh the first thing that really attracted me was the fact that I could get my savings matched but then once they're in and doing the workshops um, there's you know there's more money that they uncover or more resource that they didn't realise might have been there. Um, and that's pretty valuable in itself. Yeah, possibly um, and more valuable. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing that's going to be ongoing. Once you're done and dusted with Saver Plus, you've met your goal, you know, that's that's something that you can still draw on for years and years and years. And I just also want to say that where we don't have the face-to-face workshops, we do offer Saver Plus um, as an online option in some areas Um, and so in that case the workshop content is actually online it's in it's in small little bites so it's eight interactive learning modules and actually that's it's free and it can be accessed by anybody as well Mm. oh well that's great because I know that there are some single mums um, on my Facebook group um, and they are quite remote remote some of them um, so it's great that they do have the option of doing it, even if they can't get to a face-to-face class. Um, so look, moving on, um, and this leads on quite nicely from what we've just been talking about. Um, of course, we all know that education is a wonderful thing, but it can sometimes be hard to put our learnings into action, especially for busy single mums who are non-stop from dawn to dusk already. For this reason, I love that your education program is followed up with support from a Saver Plus coordinator. So could you explain how this works and what the benefits could be for single mums? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's the expected and perhaps the unexpected of it as well. So the support comes right from the beginning and it continues throughout the Saver Plus program. So most people are on Saver Plus for about sort of 10 to 11 months in total. Um, and it's tailored to what you need. So if you ask for more help and if we see that there might be more help, we will offer it. But if you're busy and you're on top of everything, then the program pace just happens at its normal, at, at the normal offerings of it. So initially for everybody, um, you would actually start by sitting down or someone would sit alongside you. And it's where we take that, we get that first little snapshot of what's happening. So at that stage, a lot of people might not have, you know, all the figures or know where all the resources are coming from and going to, but we will try and sit down at the very start and have a look at what's coming into your household and where it's going out. Because up front, because this is also a savings program where you're coming on and, and you're going to save a little amount regularly, that's the point, a small amount that's realistic regularly, well, we need to work out what's realistic. Um, so we'll work with you to establish what you could safely save regularly. We'll also, at that point, we'll be looking at letting you know about, you know, local services or local opportunities that you might be able to be linked into that you might not be aware of. Um, I think that's the most important thing, that we're looking at 
from the start what's realistic. And look, for some mums, it's realistic for them to save $12.50 a week. For others, it might be $50 in one go a, a month. For others, it might just be $5 a fortnight. It's just starting with something that's realistic and that won't be setting you up to stumble in the future. Um, the other thing we try and do is get you locked into workshops as early as possible simply because we know you're going to pick up a lot of extra tips and resources but also because, you know, you've got life experience and you've got stuff that you're going to be doing pretty well and we want you to share that with other people. Um, so that's part of the value of, of those workshops. The earlier that you can come into them, the, the better it is for everyone that's on, on Saver Plus um, and, and also for you to be able to continue that small amount of saving regularly. And then as things continue on, um, you might be fine. Everything might be going great um, and that's good. Um, but if there's, uh, we notice that there's a month that you haven't been able to save, if we notice that um, there's been some money withdrawn, or you might contact us and say there's some things happening, we'll offer more support at that stage when you need it. Um, and then, you know, as we go through, when you get towards the end of Saver Plus, um, we'll be in contact to prepare you to reach the savings goal and also to claim your match savings. Oh, yes, and that, of course, is the kind of the, the reward at the end, isn't it, for all the learning. And you had me hooked, actually, um, when you started talking then, when you mentioned about the unexpected, because I think as single mums, we just expect the unexpected, and it doesn't take very much for a curveball to come into our life and change all of our plans for one day entirely. And the way you were talking then really gives me the impression that you are really aware of... of of the life of busy people and you're really flexible and able to work with people whatever their situation and not just sort of mainstream um, you're able to lock in on on the life of a busy single mum and all the challenges that she faces and you'll be able to pull from that what's needed to get her on the right path yeah we're trying very hard to find out when when you're available and how can we include you knowing that your routine will be this mm. or your only day off will be this one um or you don't get a day off no well, <laughs> um, that's <so> right it's <laughs> yeah. just really trying to look at everywhere where we do run saver plus that local setting of what's going to work and we discussed that right at the beginning um because you do need to have time for the program um you know to be on it um but we need to look at how we're going to make that work the best for you, how we're going to make it accessible for you as well. Yeah, and that's the only way it will work for, for many single mums. So it's just fantastic <laughs> that that's part of the offering. Now, yeah. the cherry on the cake, or at least I kind of thought it was the cherry on the cake until I started talking to you, was the matched saving element of the programme. As I say, I actually think it's a learning element now. Um, but we all know the power of an excellent incentive. After all, we give them to our children all the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your dinner or you're not getting any dessert. I mean, we must say at least once a day, I reckon. But can you tell my lovely single mums about your matched savings incentive yeah so so this is often what pe what 
I guess, opens the eyes at the very start of the program. It does. So, it does. It, and it does. It does. It really does. So we're we're you, only uh, human after all. Oh, absolutely. You know, why do we incentivize things for our kids? Because it works. <laughs> yes. That's why. Um, so, yeah, when you join Saver Plus, there's a few things that you're agreeing to. So you're agreeing to save a set amount each month for a minimum of 10 months. And as I've said, it can be up to $50 a month or it can be less than that per month. Um, So we're not setting anyone up for something that's unrealistic at the start. Um, You also come to the workshops and, you know, um, participate in those and you keep saving. And then what you regularly save each month is matched at the end of the program and that's dollar for dollar up to $500. So if you save $50 a month, regularly for 10 months, then at the end of Saver Plus, you have your $500 that you have saved. Plus, you also have $500 in matching that you can access that can help pay for educational costs. So save the whole premise of Saver Plus is that it's set up to support learning on all different levels. And so the matched amount at the end that gets spent on things that help you or your family members participate in, in in lots of different types of learning right now. And I guess some examples of where people spend most of that money, um, firstly, electronic devices, because I think, you know, most schools have got a bring your own device um, element to it these days, and that's starting younger and younger. Or if you're you know, if you're an adult in vocational education, you you know, you need these tools, tools, necessary tools for study. Um, we also have a lot of people that spend that money on school uniforms. It's actually a lot of we, you know, we've had um, some mums that have said, you know, in their feedback, wow, this is the first time I've actually been able to buy new uniforms and not secondhand. Or, you know, if the school's got a setup um, that's quite, they might be able to more things than that and the other thing is that, that people find really uh, useful because uh, the costs are always there it's with the extracurricular things for kids so the the third category people spend that match savings on will generally be like swimming sporting music dancing lessons and uniform costs around that and they can be quite high um, particularly the longer oh, yes, yes. your child is involved in those and the levels that they move up with those. Mm, they can be yeah, crippling almost, I would, I would describe them as, um, mm. especially when you've got um, you know, a number of children. But look, very quickly, because I'm aware of the time, but I just needed to point out two really important things about what you were talking about, but well, the things I really love about it. And the first thing is, the way it gets people saving now, they can't say, oh, I'm going to start saving next week or next month or next year, because if they do it now, they're going to get their savings match. So it kind of pushes them into action and gets some savings straight away, doesn't it? It's not something that they can keep procrastinating over. So that's number one that I really love. And what I really like about it as well is this beautifully clear picture that you get, because you, a lot of times you can save money, can't you? But it just sort of disappears into day-to-day expenses and you've got no reward for your efforts of saving. But the way the program does it is you see what you've saved, you get it matched, and then you can physically know what you've bought with that money that you've saved. And what you've bought is something that is going towards something for the future. So it's this really clear picture of I've saved this, I've put it towards this, and it's going to help me in my life or my kids in their life for this reason. So it's really important to have to, to see where your saved money is going, isn't it? To get that reward. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and it could be um, for a number of people the first time in a while that they've been out of set, just a medium-term goal. You know, mm. it's not an immediate goal because it's going to take 10 months and it's not a really long-term goal we're talking about, you know, two or three years, but it's just sort of a nice balance of having something that's a bit in the future to aim towards, but it's not so far out of reach. Yeah, yeah, and that's just just great, I think. Perfect for first-time savers. <laughs> now, mm. I'm going to ask the last question. If I was talking to anyone else, I'd probably leave the last question out because I am looking at the clock, but I, I would like to ask you. So I like to make my podcast really actionable for single mums. I want to give them something to take away to start working on. So right at the beginning, I asked you for your words of encouragement in terms of savings. Now, my final question is, what three things could you recommend to my single mums to go away and to do now to get the wheels in motion to become savvy savers? Yeah, look, number one, and I've mentioned this a little bit already, find a space to sit and look at what's your starting point from today. And, you know, in terms of just trying to look at, well, you know, how do I, how do I spend, what are my patterns? There's this really good app. It's a free app. Um, it's called Track My Spend and you can download that. And I would say if you can, and it's really hard to do it, but it's worth doing it for seven days or just five days of the working week, <laughs> but seven days if you can, track everywhere you're putting your money, your resources. And this little app will help to sort that into categories, groceries, chemist, doctor, things like that, electricity, gas, stuff like that. But I just know that that's actually been a pretty powerful thing. And I've got to say, I've even stopped and done it at different times over the years. And it's given me a few little insights into perhaps bits of my resources I kind of didn't realise or register that I was putting in, in that way. The second thing is, right now, have a conversation about saving with whoever's in your household, probably your kids, um, and ask them what do they think is the best way to save. And one little example that came up recently was that in one household, the four-year-old child was given the job of turning off all the lights that were on that shouldn't be on, um, that were not being a room that wasn't being used. And the mum had decided that every time a light gets turned off um, that wasn't being used, um, 20 cents would go into a little family fund day jar. So it's, again, that incentive, but for something that's going to benefit everyone in the household. So it's just, you know, just to start. And the other thing is, where's your room to move? And, you know, one thing we talk about in Money Minded is looking at your spending leaks. And just tracking your spending can be part of uncovering these. And this is going and saying, I'm going to dig and I'm going to see where this extra money is. And it can just be an example um, one takeaway coffee bought per week at $4, $208 a year you're investing your money and resources in that. And now, you know, what choices and options do you have once you uncover that? The first one is you might be really happy with that and you don't want to change it. That's fine. That's your life. You might say, actually, if somebody handed me an envelope with $208 in it right now, what's one thing that I always say we can't do? because we can't afford it. And I know for a lot of people that are doing Saver Plus, they'll say, oh, we haven't had a family holiday in five years because, because we can't afford it. Um, so think about, it's about you and where you're parking these little resources that you've got. And if you can uncover these little spending leaks and they're gonna be things that are you're spending money on that are not necessarily core needs, but they're wants. So have a think about that. It's all without judgment. It's just gonna be what works for you 
in your circumstance. I can well imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. They're all brilliant. I've got lots to say about them, but I don't have time. Uh, spending leaks, I can imagine, would be um, you'd feel like kicking yourself, wouldn't you, when you found some of them? Think, oh my goodness, I've been spending all this money unnecessarily when I could have been saving it. But it is good to know. And I just love the phrase spending leaks as well, because I'm sure we all have many of them. Um, but also, I just wanted to mention the um, the mother who got her kids turning off, off the lights. I have an image of her cooking in the kitchen and the lights all going off because they're trying to earn an extra 20 cents. Because I suppose <laughs> I the emphasis I, on a room where the lights are not being used is the important thing. Yeah, and I also, and I also thought, you know, like, the child is definitely not going to get incentivized for turning the light on and off and on and off. No. <laughs> I know a number of four-year-olds that would do that. So, again, it's got to be just something that's going to work and there's got to be some parameters around yeah. that as well. But there would certainly be some laughs and it would be interesting to see what your kids come up with, I'm sure. Mm, especially because <laughs> kids aren't the kids aren't interacting necessarily in the, in the money economy just yet. Like, you know, they're not, they're not going out to work. Um, but so for them, it's a lot of those intangible things, things that aren't directly related to some money in the hand, but things that cost the household and in the end them. And that is things like lights and water mm. use and eating the food in their lunchbox or bringing back half-eaten apples or just, mm. you know, start, just little, little, little things that just start to give the concept of saving. Mm. And if you give them a challenge, they always rise to it and they also feel valued for it as well, don't they, within the household? Which yeah, is- and look, just I've got kids too, you know, and I know that things will work for a certain amount of time. Yes, and, and then they get to- bored. <laughs> fresh, yeah, then you've got to refresh. So, you know, it will, it will shift and change and that's okay. I think that's all of our households and kids get bored of things after a while and then we need to incentivize some other way yeah definitely look that really is time that we've it really is all we've got time for today she says I've got so many other questions on the tip of my tongue but um, I just haven't got the time to ask them but I am feeling quietly confident that we've shared some really useful and relatable information to the single mums listening And I know that dealing with finances can be a real obstacle for single mums, but the more support and encouragement they have, the easier it is to make a start. And from there, well, anything can happen. Now, we've covered the basics of the Saver Plus programme in this podcast, and, well, we almost went a little bit further than the basics, really. Um, And I'm guessing there's probably quite a few mums listening who are wondering whether they're eligible and how to join. Um, Kate, can you just run us through this information? Yeah, sure. Well, firstly, you can go to saverplus.org.au and it will take you to an information page. So to be eligible for Saver Plus, you need to be over 18 and have a healthcare card or a pension concession card Um, and some paid work coming into the household, whether it be casual, seasonal, part-time, full-time, some cash in hand of you or or a partner. Um, You also need to yourself be in vocational education or just have children at school or about to start school. So that is the criteria. Again, just saverplus.org.au will actually take you to a page where you can read about that and you can then inquire further. And you can also just call 1300 610 355 And that's a national line and it will ask for your postcode. And once you pop that in, it will actually like 
connect you to your local Saver Plus coordinator. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you so much. And also, when I put the web uh, the podcast on my website, I shall put a link so people can just click straight through to get more information from you. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was also going to say, if you you know you might Saver Plus might not be something that you're eligible for right now, but something that you can access straight away, uh, you know, in outside of Saver Plus, is some of that content that's in those workshops and that's on moneyminded.com.au and anyone can go in and do those 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 eight little free e-learning modules um and i guess also just a bit broader than that there is a great site um that deals with and it's got a lot of neutral really good information it's called moneysmart.gov.au and you know there's a really great um little tab there around life events and it will give you a whole pile of information directed at that particular life event when that takes place or when that's coming up and just help you get on top of ways that you might need to plan around that or things that you need to be aware of. That's brilliant. And that last site that you mentioned, I, I used to do my own personal budget. It's got a, a great spreadsheet in there, hasn't it, as well? Oh, so. it's got some great little, um, yeah, spread. it's got some little calculators mm. and um, yeah, spreadsheets and stuff that you see. So you don't have to set it up yourself. It's just, it's got some really good stuff in there. Yeah, super easy. Look, thank you, Kate, so much for all your information. I feel I've picked your brains enough. I'm so pleased that you accepted my invite to chat. There's no doubt that you've left us feeling more upbeat about our finances. And I, for one, will be taking my financial security down off that pedestal and making a place for it in my life. Yes. yes. <laughs> for sure. Right I'll be doing Lock it that right. all over and just sit it in your lap. Exactly. You can, can start. Yeah. <laughs> it's empowerment at its finest, I reckon, doing that. Um, and thank you, single mums, for listening. Just remember that the key to taking control of your finances is to take it one small step at a time. And it's not all about the money or lack of it. With knowledge, support and resources, you are more powerful financially than you may think. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.